good people welcome to another edition of cap i'm jd i'm your host and cultivate hi i am erica jackson e jizzle accumulate i'm shamelle jackson prosper all right so what is the buzz y'all we just came from a week almost a week ago the super bowl <laughs> the super bowl <laughs> I'm now most of a lot of us probably not a uh, football or probably not watching the game, but we're wa we're definitely watching that halftime show. Okay. And Miss Rihanna was the halftime show. So there's so much to talk about as far as the halftime show. I, you know, I hadn't been following Rihanna for a while, but when she first started out, I was all into Rihanna. So I was ready for the umbrella song, the Ponder replay, which she did not do. And I was mad about it, but uh -oh. she did umbrella. <laughs> she did umbrella. But um, just when she first came out, I was like, okay, I was confused. I'm like, is she pregnant? My, me and my sister asked the same question. Is she pregnant? Is she still got the baby weight? What's going on? But of course we know now. She was pregnant. And so that was, you know, affected her show or how what she did in the show. I wouldn't say it was bad, but it affected some of the things she did in the show. So what y'all think about the halftime show? I know like so many people have had like so many mixed reviews, you know. Some are saying she could have did more and everything, but um I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoyed it. Um Especially with like good reason, cause to know it wasn't just baby weight, you know, it's actual baby. Yeah, it's actual, but, it's actual baby in there. <laughs> just to know, you know, she is like up high, you know, on this platform mm -hmm. and stuff. She's pregnant. She's still dancing. So with what she had to work with, I think she did really good. I thought it was a pretty good show. Now I'm really interested, you know, cause you know the man was watching, cause it's Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Mr. Davis. <laughs> Well, first and foremost, I was watching the game because I'm a football <laughs> fan, even though my team wasn't in it. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Rihanna. Uh, I When I was looking at her up there, I noticed, I was like, she had that baby a while ago. This supposed to be some, what's what's going on with yeah. the thumbs? <laughs> but then when I realized later that, okay, coming to find out that she was pregnant, I'm like, can't blame ASAP, I guess, if I was in his shoes. You know, um, that probably would be the same thing as well. But she did good for her to be pregnant, to be suspended up in the air like that. Um, mm -hmm. Had her dancers out. I mean, this is this is the queen of Fenty. She's a billionaire. And, you know, people don't always have their criticisms. But, uh, I mean, it was it was a pretty good show considering the state of, you know, her state, her being pregnant or whatnot to do something like that. But, uh I ain't gonna lie, I was a little icky. I was like, I wasn't expecting her to be pregnant, but I, I I'm happy for it because I know she's happy. She wanted to be a mother, uh, and then she's getting that on out the way because she just had her other child, so she's making sure they are close within age and getting it out the way. So yeah. you know, yeah, I um, I watched it again. I was like, noticed things I didn't notice before because the first time I watched, I was like, okay, I was trying to figure out what was going on, like what song she gonna sing next. So the second time I watched, I'm like, oh, she was really, 
for her to be pregnant doing all that, I, I would have been scared. <laughs> so I think she she made history with that. Like who do, who does that? Who performs pregnant? Like she was pregnant, pregnant, not like two weeks pregnant, but like months pregnant at the Super Bowl performance. So I think, and that was the best reveal right there that she was pregnant. That was a huge announcement. I would it's, have to agree with that. Now listen, so that was Sunday night. And I understand there was another show that came on later in the week. What was that? Monday? What was that the show that came on? <sighs> yes, Lord. That uh, yeah, that show was my show, All American. Oh, man. Um, Spoiler alert. You know, <laughs> yeah. And with that show, I'm I'm a huge. It's only a few shows that I really watch because I'll be so busy through the week. And even if I can't catch it on that night, I'll go back and look at it on the streaming service. Um, so All American for those of y'all who may watch the show or who doesn't, uh, the actor Tay Diggs, which everybody knows from the Best Man franchise, plays another character who I you know with uh, associate him with, which is Coach Billy Baker. Uh, his, uh, you know, he has he coaches his son, or he did, and and Spencer James, which is one of the main characters on the show. Well, they decide to to kill him off mid fifth season. Um, so then I come to find out that he wanted um to exit the show, and he was okay with that exit. And I was like, because he's never had a character that that happened to. So if you are a fan of the show. What do you think about that? Because I was, it caught me off guard because when I think of All American, besides thinking of Spencer James, Coach Billy Baker, you know, right. uh, I've been that Coach Billy Baker when I worked in the school and I've coached football, girls basketball. Um, so his character was like real life, you know, a real, a real likable character. He had his, you know, ins and outs like everybody do. But um, I just was surprised that, they decide to get rid of his character in that manner. Yeah, I um before I watched it, I saw that someone posted on Facebook. She was like all tears or something about All American. I was like, oh no, what happened? She, I was like, was it tears of sadness or tears of joy? Like, what's going on? She said she didn't get. She didn't tell me what happened, but I knew based on her comment, it was gonna be something sad. But I didn't think. Billy was gonna die. Like I didn't think that was gonna be the what's gonna cause me to tear up. Tear up. But I actually watched the uh, episode on Valentine's Day, and I'm like, at the end, I just I started crying. Like I really knew this man. <laughs> so it was so weird. It's like, and all the things that led up to that moment was like, this really, this this really just happened. So I'm, it's all the TV show going off the next really day. I'm still, I'm still. Like, really I'm a breathing morning a actor in a TV show. I'm like, I'm mad. Like, I'm looking at what he said. Like you said, he chose it. I'm like, you chose this. What you gonna do next? Here, I'm thinking, look, if you for you best man fans out there, I'm thinking, okay, is he about to do a movie with him and Jordan getting back together? That's all he can redeem himself. So I'm like, mad. <laughs> Unless he gonna do that, then I'm still mad. I'm still mad. T today I'm mad. <laughs> It's interesting how these characters go, like in the shows that we just really, really love. Cause it's like, okay, wait a minute, you become a, it becomes a part of you. You become a part of that. It's like, mm -hmm. that's my family. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so to see that, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Just like you said, you're in mourning. You know yeah. <laughs> but listen, you guys, uh, as Jerry said, 
Tell us what you think about this. You can comment on YouTube. You can like it. You can share it. And be sure to subscribe on YouTube as well. Yeah, but that, like I said, that was a very surprising uh, twist. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the show. I, I don't know how it's going to progress from this point on. I'm still going to look at it. But it's going to be different without him on there. It is. But, um, you know, but that happens, you know. Uh, there's been shows in the past where unexpectedly a particular star, somebody either dies or or leaves never come back some 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 type of twist or whatnot but i was i was shocked on that one uh because he's such a big part of the show um so how they move forward it's going to be very interesting to see how the longevity of the show lasts so that's what i, I was thinking about too because how long it lasts because there are so many shows that once that main character or the one you know, sometimes that's who people are looking at it for you know, looking at it. Right. Or so they're no longer on there. How many people are still going to keep watching? Are they going to lose views? You know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Right. And one of the comments my friend sent me off Twitter actually relates to what we're going to talk about today. They were saying that Spencer's dad um, died. Um, then Billy died. Somebody else, it was a therapist, but I can't remember. But they were making a point to say, what's up with this killing all the, you know, black, dads and i was like wow i didn't think about that because when spencer met his dad he it wasn't long before he yeah. was gone so now billy gone he didn't even get the chance to really close that chapter like it was no closure for uh spencer really well billy's gone but he left a message for him um before not knowing that this is gonna happen but uh that's that was a good point that it leads us into what we're gonna uh, talk about today so, yeah, our topic today is where is Wakanda, the state of black America? I know it's a lot of things that are affecting the culture, um, affecting black people. It's a broad, broad range of topics, but we narrowed it down to three specific areas, even though there are many, many areas that we could touch on. But uh, for the sake of time, and we wanted to narrow it down to a few but that's our topic today. Where's Wakanda, the state of black America? Um, our first topic uh, that we touching point, I should say, that we're going to uh, address is the disparity in education with black children learning about their culture and the school system. I'm being a former educator. Shamel's been one, uh, as well as Erica has worked with children in her youth coaching program. How do you all feel about that? Um, I do think there's so much to learn about our history, African-American history. And, uh, even though, you know, back years ago, it was said that February would be the month to, you know, focus on that, but really we can learn about every, all of that all year round. Um, so it does need to be incorporated. It needs to be a balance because we right. all contribute to the world in some kind of way, no matter what race we are. So that does need to be a balance of, um, what each contribute throughout, um, throughout the curriculum all year round from January to, um, from January to December, just incorporate it and, and, and how we do that, uh, that can vary, you know, it just, it, but it needs to be done. Um, I'll agree with Shamel. I think you can 
do that in so many ways, as you right. said. Right, yeah, you, you can. Uh, just incorporate it into the lesson plans. You can get more books into the schools, mm-hmm. even at the beginning of the year, have it to where all schools, not just some schools, School, right. all, all schools, schools. Are right. able to uh, learn from this, learn mm-hmm. more about their Black culture. Because most times you hear about it just in February, and you're going to hear about the normal people. You're going to hear about Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear about Martin Luther King. You're right. going to hear about Oprah Winfrey, Obama. Of course, you know, since Obama has been president, that's always going to, you're always right. going to talk about that. Right. But it's so many different aspects to this black culture and our kids don't even know about it. Right. So being able to incorporate it into the lesson plans if you're not able to get the books yet, mm-hmm. get these books because they're out there. Right. And then, I mean, you won't have everything. We won't be able to cover everything just so we can't cover everything on other races. But that can spark an interest for any individual to go out and right. seek more because you can't get it all in the school day. You won't. But at least we can get it all throughout the year. Exactly. And I think that uh, with <clears throat> the effort that's made by conservatives, Republicans, certain um White Americans, uh, not all, but a certain group of white Americans who are conservative um, and and of the nature, no, just, just be real, bigots that's trying to, you know, don't want what they call critical race theory taught in schools. Um, it's going to take our people as a whole to fight that, not just a few select people that are doing that. Uh, because if you have a child in school or a niece or nephew, if you're not a parent, uh, even if you don't have a niece or nephew or a child in school, you were once in school. Right. And this is something that if the, if it wasn't important, there wouldn't be this big effort by people in power to not include our history uh, in the school curriculum, um, more, more so than just being slaves because – our children need to know that we were more than descendants of slaves. You know, uh, King sure. Massa Musa was the richest man to live on earth. Um, he changed the whole economy of, of being over there in Africa. Of, he threw off the whole economy of, of, of Europe when he came and they, they saw this. So they plotted and schemed a way to, to get his riches and to conquer that land. That's something that the average black child, unless they have a parent that instills that in them or they go to a school that has a curriculum that infuses that. And now with these state laws by Republicans primarily, um, there may be a few Democrats that feel that same way. Both political parties are flawed, but they are making an effort like the the, uh, governor of Florida, the Ron DeSantis, uh, to try to ban all this right. so folks won't know, black children won't know about their history. White children, he don't want them to feel guilty because their ancestors did some horrendous things. But that's 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 the reality of it. And But we as men and women, parents, aunts, uncles, whatever the case may be, need to push that further for our children to know this and for your grandchildren to know this because if you don't learn from the past— is doomed to repeat itself, and it's trying to do that now. Mm-hmm. Now, my question, though, is this. Um, so 
so often we say that we need to do this. What kind of things can we do to help this to become a reality? I mean, one of the things that you're listening to us right now, but mm-hmm. I think it would really be good for us to stop just talking and start doing. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I um, Even for myself, I think we just need to get more involved. And yeah. the things in our community. Um, Especially parents. Yeah. Politicians. That's going to be the key. Um, because the, we gotta, we gotta, the numbers got to go up and just getting involved in what's going on exactly. in our community and not just in our own household. And so I'm telling myself that as well, to be more involved, to see what's going on, what can I do, what's, go, what's the state of this. So, you know, so we can have that... Uh, view of what is going on each race and not just you know because let them know that okay everyone every um white person wasn't against a black person but just a balance just balance balance is key if we all just work together and figure out a way to present yeah we got to talk about stuff that was bad and we got to talk about stuff that's good we got to talk about all of it because that's the that's the whole picture that's the whole thing yeah i think the key is is not cherry picking the such as what's been going on for years and years, people cherry pick what they want to teach in the curriculum. Cause a lot of times before there was an influx of black teachers, which is still is a shortage of black teachers, but uh, especially male teachers. And I, I understand being one before myself, um, the curriculum was strictly set up from a European standpoint. Like when history only when it's, February, such as it is now, shortest month of the year, mm-hmm. uh, you touch on a few prolific black people who who are just due their, their recognition, but you don't touch on the other things. Um, and then if you want to have a specified course, living here in the South, most Southern states are governed by people who mindset and ideologies are against that because right. of a fear of equality or equity, I should say, for people who don't look like them, people that look like us. We're just going to just be honest about the situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's showing itself from Florida to Georgia to good old Texas to Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama. I mean, so... I think a lot of parents got to go to the school board, even if you're not a parent, if you got a niece or a nephew, when you have the time, go to the school board meetings, find out who your representatives that came around to your church when it was time yeah. for, um, you know, election. Yeah. And to tell them what you really feel and to hold them accountable. That's the only way change is going to happen oh, yeah. um, for the students to yeah. be able to have a balance. So our children but no more than that they were once just descendants of slaves and nothing else. Right. True. Absolutely. Remember, everyone, as you're watching, as you're commenting, as you're listening, be sure to click on the link to subscribe. Like, share it, comment. We want to hear from y'all. So the... Go ahead. Well, the next point would be um, therapy, Uh, mental mental health within the black community, uh, the need Mm -hmm. or the effects of therapy. 
Now, I myself went through therapy, but I'm gonna let you ladies explain if have you dealt with therapy, and then I, I come back to me. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> we get we both all got so much to say about each day. We do. Look. We do. I but, think um, came excited today. I've, yes. Um, it's 2023. So I first went to therapy in 2018. Um, never. I worked in mental health. I was a teacher actually at a uh, behavioral health hospital. So I was around therapists, but I never thought about going to therapy until I was going through a breakup in 2018. So I was like, you know, I was talking to my friends and stuff like that, but I said, I need something different um, to process this. Cause it was a, it was a, we was in a, I was in that relationship for a long time. So it just, it just felt, it was a different breakup from other breakups. And so I said, I said, okay, I'm going to go to therapy. I don't know where it came from. I just decided I needed someone, a professional to help me work through that. And so I ended up not really knowing, okay, my job has opportunities for me to go for free. Like, it don't even cost me. I'm thinking I got to pay. I was talking to my parents about it. I said, okay, I'm going to um, go through my EAP program at my job, employee assistance program. You can get like eight to 10 sessions um, free on each, and they said each issue. So I could have went another eight or 10 weeks to um, with a different issue. But this, I just went for the breakup. And so it was one of the best decisions of my life, like not just for that particular issue, but it, I still see a therapist just to um, navigate through life because life can bring so many detours. And okay. so <laughs> that you may need someone because some difference, sometimes your friends don't want to hear you talking all the time about the same thing over and over. They may not be available, not to say that they don't want to be there, but you just need someone that's going to be there. And also that is trained and qualified to deal with whatever your situation is. And so I'm always, I'm, I'm a strong advocate for therapy, whatever, whatever it may be for you. Um, because we cannot do things alone right. all the time. We have to have relationship with other people to get where we need to be. Um, now I know you said you did, you did therapy dealing with a breakup I went through therapy in one period of my life. It was like many years ago, and it was shortly after um, my father's death. Mm -hmm. And dealing with, you know, the grief of uh, having grief because yeah. the passing of a loved one and trying to go through everyday, you know, things, especially if you're young and everything. But the interesting thing about me going through therapy is that I remember that the person that I talked to, the counselor that I talked to, a therapist, was a white woman and great therapist, great, totally everything. But now that I look back on that, um, a lot of times you might not see black people, you know, wanting to go to therapy or even mm -hmm. being therapists, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, it's been kind of like a taboo type thing, you mm -hmm. know, like, if I go see a therapist, if I go to go get counseling, something's wrong with me, you know? So it's like this negative aspect that people have put on therapy. So they're not going or, um, black men don't want to go. I'm not going through counseling. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. me or whatever. But I think that lately 
you're starting to get more and more people starting to say, okay, yeah, I think there's no problem with going through therapy. There's no problem with talking to someone, especially when you look at the mental health capacity lately. We're hearing of so many people who have committed suicide. Um, I think I just even read just last night there was someone um, who committed suicide. It was a singer. I can't think of who the what the name was. It wasn't somebody that I'm familiar with, mm. but it's so many people these days that are committing suicide or having mental health issues. And I think that it's really starting to plague the black community just as much as anything else as well. Yeah. 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 Mental health is has been taboo for a long time. Uh, especially in our communities and especially with black men. And I'm not ashamed to say I was once part of that small group before I went through therapy um, back in 2019. Um, I needed to go stemming from uh, a, a relationship that I thought was going to turn into marriage. And I had a lot of anger inside of me um, for a lot of different reasons. And um, I decided to, check myself into therapy. Um, but I'm going to be honest, I, I really was, I decided to do that. But then at the same time, when the therapist who's now has become a good friend and mentor of mine, because uh, he's a pastor, uh, I, we was going to meet out for the first session. And I was thinking in my head, man, if this man is late, if if, if he come in and start talking some nonsense, I'm getting up and leaving. <laughs> I had already had it set in my mind that, you know, I, I you know I was honestly, I was, yeah, trying to get myself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm usually a positive person, but I, you know, I was on one that day. But once I met him, we sat down and he started asking me questions about my childhood. And um, we got to the root of what was fueling that anger, that disappointment. And um, it was profound because. You know, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, how did this man just dissect all that? Mm -hmm. But it was needed. And the next few months that I went to therapy, I learned a lot, not only about myself, but how to compartmentalize my emotions uh, in a lot of different ways that I didn't at first. And I'm I'm grateful for that. So now I'm an advocate to tell any uh, brother a woman period about if you need therapy to talk to somebody true enough we have our faith but just like god has physical doctors for us to go to the hospital to see you have those people who can help you mentally sort out what's going on with you because one thing about it is that therapist is is non-biased they don't know you right uh, as opposed to you telling everything to a friend or a family member who right. not say that they will, but sometimes they will be kind of biased because they, they know you. Right. You know, so it is very much needed in our community, especially now with everything that continues to happen, even on into 2023, the, the killings in our communities by people that look like us, mm-hmm. the unarmed killings by cops, uh, the racism that's still running rampant that some people try to deny is there, the inequality of economics and everything that's going on in our country right now. And a lot of people are just day-to-day, 
They're not. They're holding stuff in. And human nature says you can only hold something in for so long. Pressure does two things. It busts pipes or it makes diamonds. In this case, it's going to bust pipes and somebody's going to react in a way that's detrimental to themselves or to those around them. So mental health is definitely needed. And if you need to uh, seek mental health, seek counseling, I would say do it. Uh, don't talk yourself out of it. Don't let no one else talk you out of it because, you know, you got to, if your mind is not right, um, you're going to do, I, I say it like this acronym for T, your thoughts, emotions, and actions. If you spill the tea, your thoughts mm -hmm. affect your emotions and your emotions will affect your actions. But you mentioned something, Eric, about grief, and it reminded me when I was going through therapy, I didn't realize grief, and that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yeah. is. But grief can also occur. It's just a loss of something. It doesn't have to be a person. So when I was going through exactly. therapy, I realized, okay, my reaction to losing someone um, from a relationship ending was giving off certain effects. So the, just to know the signs behind all of it, not to, you know, so we won't think, okay, am I crazy for feeling this way? Am I crazy for thinking this way? No, I'm not. This is normal. This is normal. Right. And so I think, I don't think a lot of people talk about the normal, the normal stuff that's supposed to happen because when you lose something, whether it been a job, you know, a, you know, a, anything you lose if it's important to you and you love it that was a loss it's a loss and that hurts and so i think that needs to be talked about under mental health uh grieving certain things and what your body is your mind goes through those different changes because of that loss i think it's interesting that you said that you know the part of um am i crazy you mm -hmm. know what's that's what i was saying to myself. And a lot of people they take that and they're thinking like okay they're thinking these things about themselves and it's like so what are other people going to think yeah what if somebody knows i went out for therapy and stuff but what are they going to say about me you know this mm -hmm. taboo what are they going to say right so it's like you start to shy away from this and you know in that you keep on going through these thoughts you keep on having these issues and you're worried about what other people are going to say and you do nothing about it and then sometimes it gets to be too late and when therapy could have been the main thing that could have helped some of these people who end up committing suicide right very true very true and those are two those points that you ladies touched on are definitely uh spot on and the third area that we was going to touch on is about and it ties right into that uh domestic violence now there's all different types of violences in the uh, affecting the black community but this is something that sometimes seems taboo uh, but it happens so much just here in memphis but all across the country um and i think it stems from the lack of conflict resolution skills among men and women. Uh, but before I touch on that, what do you all think about that? Well, I want to tie that into something you said earlier, because I work uh, around where I'm closely, closely connected to people who experience that. So being in social service, so you hear that a lot. And so, uh, but you mentioned when you went to therapy, you talked about things in your childhood. So that can, 
spread off into your adulthood if it's not resolved in your things that happen in your childhood can result can come to your adulthood and so a lot of times when you have these situations a lot of times we need to go back to childhood to see okay what happened that led me here whether you're the victim or whether you are the abuser because i've talked to people that are have been in these situations and they talked about how their parents were like it was like a it was a cycle generational thing so those things stick they come from they start long ago and we got to deal with it so it all ties together so but still there should be some type of positive effective conflict resolution which you got to learn you got to learn how to communicate you got to learn how to say okay i'm angry well why are you angry Mm -hmm. instead of you know taking other ways to uh, do that. And, I, and I, when I worked around youth, we talked about anger. It's not some, it's not wrong to be angry, but the the problem is why we got to figure out why are you angry and what are you doing to deal with that anger? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that we're talking about this. Um, when I have mentioned that I do stage plays and um I did Detours 1 in 2019. Detours 1 was about um, a series of detours that the character Danny goes through. But one of the friends that she has is Stephanie. And Stephanie goes through some serious detours, but her main detour is she's dealing with domestic violence. So in Detours 1, we're actually able to actually seriously go through this topic a lot. But in doing Detours 1, I was talking to a lot of the characters and somehow I end up writing these things that people who are in this have actually either dealt with this or know somebody who has. And I think that that's like really, really interesting how and almost, well, not almost, but sad too, that so many people are dealing with domestic violence and they're looking at, just like we were talking about mental health, they're looking at... um the person who's going through it getting counseling or needing therapy and trying to get away but you rarely hear about okay let's help these people deal with what's the issue here mm-hmm. what's the problem you know before it gets too bad mm-hmm. and then it's interesting because in detours 2 you know we dealt with Stephanie but in detours 2 we were able to deal with the abuser Lance mm. so being able and I just didn't even think about it till we were just wow. So we were able to deal with both parties, the person who was abused Mm -hmm. and the person who was doing the abusing. Right. Had we just, had we been able to deal with the matter of, wow, you know, Stephanie was like right there and Lance is right there and helping them to deal with this issue together Mm -hmm. because you look at Lance and he's had things in his childhood, just like Mm -hmm. you just said. And Mm -hmm. Stephanie has had things with that. She grew up with, with nobody loving her and low Mm self-esteem. So actually dealing with these issues and what's making you get to this point, Mm -hmm. you're always just saying, Oh, he's wrong. He just needs to go to jail. And that's true. He's wrong. He does need to go to jail, but you also have to deal with the issue as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's good, powerful. Like I said, um, with the domestic violence piece, you know, we see that a lot, um, not only in the news, but just out in public. Uh, hell, even where 
I reside at coming in one evening uh, a few months ago from uh you know from work and it was a couple out there arguing okay, but I noticed how this happens. It would happen like seem like it like clockwork. It would happen every other weekend. Um, and thank thankfully they no longer live over there. Uh, because I was like, man, I'm tired of this Jody and your vet type mess. You know, oh, it's from baby boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but honestly, be honest though, it, it's it's a it is something that has spiraled out of control. Uh, because you got to be able to deal with your emotions as a man and as a woman. Um, and not let it get to that point where you turn to physical violence. And uh, and it starts young because right. when I worked in the school system uh, as a behavior specialist, um, I would see how boys and girls, especially in middle school and even in high school, how they would react to conflict. And um, some of them, you know, the first thing you know, they want to go to, I'll knock you upside your head. Like, hold up, hold up. You can't. Right. Well, I, I said, you can't put your hands. Did they put that? No, but they said this and made me mad. I'm like, well, that's not how it works. Because if, you know, if someone hasn't, if you're not defending yourself because someone is trying to harm you, you can't just do that just because you're angry. Right. But then they have seen either their mother, their father, mm -hmm. auntie or uncle do this. And now they're doing the same thing. And no one is ever showing them the proper way of, conflict resolution we all get mad we all get angry it's human nature but you cannot allow that anger uh to cause you to want to do bodily harm to somebody and don't think there's repercussions for that right and in our culture it, it, it's happening a lot to the point where you know when someone cannot take re rejection they turn to violence kill the mother of the child or mm -hmm. or you know or, or vice versa. Um, and it's it's happening too frequently. And there was telltale signs there. You know, uh, anytime somebody, you know, won't allow you to be around your friends or family without feeling some kind of way, feeling jealous or anything, those are little telltale signs. Now, it happens with women, with men, but it happens on the flip side as well. But regardless of who the abuser is, that needs to stop because the children are looking at that and children look at what you do, not what you say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, we all know about, you know, the, 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 the cultural movie, um, what's love got to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, looking at that, it was times in there that, that made you kind of, you know, like, man, why Ike was crazy. I don't know what, but, when you look at it from the bigger scope, when you're not, you know, because it's not funny, but it was parts and it's like, man, he he was really gone on some things. And Tina took a lot. Mm -hmm. But this type of stuff really happens out here. And it, it doesn't end to where someone walks away. Sometimes it ends to where someone mm -hmm. is gone and the other person is, is in prison. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you see that within your family or within your friends, you got to try to intervene or encourage them to get away from it because it usually doesn't turn out for the good if it continues. Right. And I, like we say, it starts young. You was telling the kids when you was working with, I used to tell the kids I would work with, I said, you know, 
when you get my age, they I never tell them my age, but I would say it's going to always be. <laughs> it's going to always be somebody to make you angry. I would always stress it. I'm like, there are people that make me angry. I'm angry at somebody right now. I would say that. And I'm like, you can't hit everybody you that make you angry. When you get on a job, I would always say this. When you get on a job, there's... There is definitely going to be. It could be the best job ever. But there's going to be somebody that make you angry. You can't go around hitting people because guess what? You're going to get fired. Then you're going to have no money. Then you're going to be broke. And so, you may go to jail. And you may go to jail. And that is, so what now? What did that serve? Nothing. So I always, even now I tell people that I work with, adults, young adults, you know, if you have an issue with a colleague or coworker, well, you got to be careful about dressing them, but you definitely don't want to just go off. You do want to tell someone in authority and if that doesn't work, go to who's over them. But, you know, going around hitting people, shooting people is not going to be the answer because you can't do that everywhere you go. That's that conflict resolution. Yes, yes. That's got to be taught from from toddler to adulthood, just all the way right. around. Right. Yeah. I've seen these like little video and stuff and... The little girl just walks up and pushed and pushed the girl down. So yeah, yeah from toddler to toddler, yeah, started to toddlers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's there's no uh, such thing as reasoning with a bully, and abuser is another form of a bully. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to um, either get from around them, or in most cases, you're gonna have to fight back in some form of fashion, mm -hmm. whether it means leaving or or actually fighting back to to keep you from being bodily harmed. But there's no reasoning with the bully. There's no speaking peace to a maniac, uh, for the most part. So that's just something that our people and our communities have to do better because it's running rampant. We see it all the time. So. Before we end, too, I want to make sure that I say this about two of the things that we talked about. If you are dealing with any kind of depression, if you are dealing with any kind of hurt, any kind of grief, no, please seek help. Speak to someone. If you are dealing with any type of domestic violence, please seek help. Speak to someone. I just want to make sure that I say that anyone who's listening it's not okay. And it is okay to go to therapy. Please speak to someone before it's too late. And that is definitely needed, Eric. I'm glad that you said that. So recapping what we spoke about, uh, we spoke about uh, the disparity in education with, the, with our children, uh, also about therapy that's needed for mental health, and with domestic violence conflict resolution. So we have to do better as a community. Amen. And I feel with uh, much faith without works is that dead. So we not only have to pray, but we got to act on it. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to our next segment, which is something we want to do that's a little <laughs> different and fun and lighthearted. It's called Pick One. Pick One. So Pick fun. One. <laughs> So I started off since okay. I since okay. I said it. Okay. So pick one. Um old school pizza hut buffet back in the day hey. or CC's pizza. You only can pick one. Let me tell you, okay? I'm not gonna tell my age, just like Shamel just said. I'm not telling my age, okay? But let me tell you, back in the day, Pizza Hut Buffet. 
that was so good. I'm talking like, you know, the time when they had the red glasses, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I'm oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what I'm talking about, Jerry. Pizza Hut buffet was so good. I'm not knocking CC's because that's good and cheap. Mm-mm. But Pizza Hut buffet, give to a people together, even I'm by, my, by myself. I'm going to go there. I'm going to eat some pizza. And yes, I'm thin, but I can eat. <laughs> okay? I love to eat. And that pizza buffet was the business. Yeah, I'm going with Pizza Hut. I've been to CC's Pizza, but I only went because I took my nephews there, and I ain't been since. And so I'm I'm rocking with uh Pizza Hut. I still like the personal pan pizza. I, I think they still sell them. They I do. think they do. Okay, so I yeah I re- some of the buildings are still there, but they not open. But the building is just there. So every time I pass it, I'm like, oh man, that was the old Pizza Hut. It just brings back a lot of memories. So it's Pizza Hut for me. Yeah, I would say I would say the same thing. It's the old old school Pizza Hut because Pizza Hut now is okay, but it's everything is different nowadays. But uh, the old school Pizza Hut, the pizza selections, the uh, the salads, the desserts, everything. CC's was cool, but CC's is like you know when you trying to take a field trip with kids and you're trying to get the most for your yeah, money yes, uh, or yeah. whatnot. But um, yeah, the old school pizza buffet back in the day from Pizza Hut takes that top pick for me okay i got i got one so i've been doing this challenge on social media it's a music challenge they do it in uh february and one of the posts you had to do i think it was yesterday or the day before you had to pick your favorite 80s uh track and i was like man i like the 90s r&b but the 80s r&b is cool too so i i posted a uh the gap band outstanding and i just i have a whole station on pandora for 80s r&b so i want to know you know what y'all think 80s r&b or 90s r&b why you want to go and say i'm I'm going there i'm going there because you got 80s i said michael came on the scene janet came on the scene and that's this week i'm going with the 80s this week (laughs) this week Mm. (laughs) okay okay y'all come on so she said 80s and the 90s. Now I'm in I'm I was in that 80s era born I'm not saying when I was born. <laughs> you almost did. You almost did. But um in the 90s though, my favorite group came now. I was big Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> Janet Jackson, all of that. But my favorite one of my favorite groups came onto the scene. Me and group. Man, I'm talking about Jodeci. You know, so um, yeah. For right now, I'm gonna go with the '90s. You go with the '90s today, I'm proud okay? Of you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, anybody that knows me know I I love my music, um, and '70s soul, '80s, '90s. But being that I was I was growing up in the '90s, as getting ready to enter into young manhood. Uh, the soundtrack of my life <laughs> has to come from the R&B of the 90s because, like Erica was saying, I was a huge fan of Jodeci, uh, Mint Condition, um, you know, Guy, of course, New Edition, which they crossed the 80s as well as the 90s. But uh, it's something about that 90s R&B. So is, I would have is. to rank. I would go with the 90s, but how I would rank this, I would rank 90s R&B. 
and then 70s soul slash 80s R&B is number two for me because I listen to all three. But that 90s R&B, you know, you can go from my group Jodeci and Mint Condition to um, Boys to Men to the later 90s. You got them four Jagged Boys, Jagged Edge, Drew Drew Hill, 112, um, you know, and then that's. The male R&B, the female groups, you had SWV, TLC, En Vogue, um, Escape. So it was just, it was a time of, you know, the 90s, is, yeah, man, you, it's, that's the soundtrack. <laughs> that's, that's the soundtrack for me anyway. You know what I'm saying? So um, I will have to give the edge to the 90s R&B, but I do like my 80s R&B and my 70s soul, so. Yeah, I'm going to go with one more before we get to the next thing. And I'm going to say, since we had food, one of my favorite things, music, music, another of my favorite things. So then we'll go to another one of my favorite things, the movies. Oh. So I'm going to say pick one. Ooh. Love and basketball. Oh, man. Or brown sugar. I, of course, am going with... Brown sugar. That's my movie. I love it. Yeah. I love that movie. So, what you say, guys? I'm going... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going with my, my boy Tay Diggs. And so now later, we're going to get it with the brown sugar records. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you fall in love with hip-hop? Uh, when did you fall in love with I guess that'll make three for three because uh-huh. I do I do like love and basketball, but but Brown Sugar that you know that dynamic with Tay and Sanaya and their characters in the movie um, I can relate to that to a certain extent. I had a very good friend growing up that who was always close. You know, <laughs> she's married now and everything, but we was always close and we had a mutual love for not only music. But other things, but we was just always cool. But that movie right there was, yeah, with, and you infuse hip-hop, which is something I like, yes. mm-hmm. with, you know, with the ins and outs of, you know, people, how they're there for one another, and just situations, uh, you know, that happened within the movie that had me. Mm-hmm. Had me laughing like when he called his wife out with the other guy, and we're celebrating our divorce. <laughs> so, but uh, that brown sugar is definitely a a cult classic. Falls in line with, of course, one of my favorites, of course, which is the best man and yeah, uh, the wood love Jones and mm-hmm. all of that. So, um, but love and basketball is is, is great too. Uh, but I would have to go concur with brown sugar. When did you first fall in love? With hip hop. Now, listen, yeah. you guys that are listening, that are watching, um, we want your we want your answers in the comments with these pick ones. Yeah, we want your yes. answers in the comments. Yes. We want to hear from you. What's your favorite between the two movies? What's your favorite Pizza Hut or CC's? What's your favorite within the eighties and nineties? Right. And make sure while you're there, while you're listening, yes, like while you're watching. <laughs> That's make sure you like it. Make sure you're coming and make sure you're what? Subscribing. There we go. All right. So, okay. Here we have another discussion. Our banana peel for today. We got Miss Nikki coming from the Fraser area in Memphis, 
Tennessee. Shout out to Frazier. All right. <laughs> she says, this is what she says. My fiance and I broke up for three weeks back in October. We reconciled back over the holidays. Our wedding is a month away. He, he finds out that he may have gotten another woman pregnant during oh, that break. Wow. What should I do? So we got some Gabby, Gabrielle Union, mm. Wayne Wade situations going on. Mm. Uh, mm. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and talk about this. So <laughs> we'll uh, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki from Frazier. I definitely think you should put a pause on it just to see, okay, are we should we go ahead and get married? How is this gonna play out? If the woman is pregnant, and then how's that gonna look for me, us when we get married? So there's so many things to look at. Like, why did you sleep with this woman while we was on break? Like that we, we what, for three weeks. That's that's a short time. So we <laughs> we got to uh, process this whole situation. So I would say pause on the wedding, um, and just talk this thing out and see what's gonna go from there. This is what I say. Especially after we just got through talking about these topics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, first of all, Nikki, don't go beat him down, okay? <laughs> don't go beat her down either, you know what I'm saying? Yes, okay. No Let's domestic violence, okay? Right, None right. of that. Number two, this is what you need to do. Like Shamel said, put a pause on it. Get some counseling, you know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, mental health, Talk okay. Talk to a therapist, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? We want, you know, because this can be a lot on you, Nikki. We don't want you to have any, you know, mental issues or anything. Right. So deal with that and speak to a therapist. Okay. Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this whole situation, uh, I, you know, Fiance, you and your fiance broke up three weeks ago back in October um, of last year, I'm assuming, uh, since you're writing this. Um, definitely have to talk to someone besides, of course, talking with him, talking to a, a therapist because of the nature. We know you being a woman that you, you all as women are, your emotions run differently than our emotions. Um, but before talking to a therapist, getting a clear understanding on what made them trans, what made that transpire. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not defending him, and I'm not for to just jump down the story either. Even mm -hmm. though that's woof, that's <laughs> that's the situation I wouldn't want to be in. But you got to know what 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 caused him to um, to feel the need to for that to happen. Now we know situations come about once again I'm not trying to make any excuses but you know you can get a, inebriated with liquor <laughs> or whatever the case may have been but um definitely you all need to decide going forward if if this can be worked out and you said he may have meaning that the woman if she is pregnant there's a possibility that it could be his and it could not be. Uh, I guess the first question foremost you need to know is, I mean, did you not use protection? Uh, that's what's going in my mind because if he said he may have got another woman pregnant, that kind of insinuates that, bro, you didn't use any protection. You know, 
and that that opens up a whole nother bag. Like just oh, out here, yeah. out here going, you know, like the vegetables going raw. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not a smart thing to do, but um, but I would say that definitely you have to talk to a counselor and just decide if this is if if you can, even though you all were not together, so technically. It's not cheating, but in the reality, it's, you know, that can bring up some trust issues down the road if you right. all just decide to move forward. But technically, technically. <laughs> you keep saying you, technically, Eric. He, <laughs> he wasn't cheating, and I'm not excusing this now, but he wasn't cheating, but his actions could prove to be detrimental. Right. To, to a potential union with you all. That's true. That's how I would That's put true. that there. Right. So he has some type of soul searching to do, but, you know, you all definitely might need to talk to someone, maybe push the wedding back to see. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to go forward with it and it turns out that it's not, then that's great. That's one less thing to have to deal with. Right. Um, but making sure that, nothing like that comes about in the future but if it turns out that it is and you decide to go through with the wedding well you know you have to deal with it accordingly from that point on knowing that uh you may possibly be a stepmother to a child that Mm-mm. you know so um and it's not the child's fault because the mm-hmm, child has right. to be here mm-hmm. but so those are things that you have to look at correct but once so- again definitely talk to a counselor uh, and and then you all need to figure out if you all gonna push the wedding back or if you're gonna move forward, and and I'm praying that uh <laughs> that's not the case if you decide to move forward that that's not it because that opens up a whole can of worms that's hard to put back in. Right, right. So before we go to our next segment, let me end on this note. Let me also say, um with this banana peel question, I think it's good that you two are dealing with this now, um, that even your fiance, Nikki, mentioned it now before you actually get married, before any of this transpires, because so often you have people who go along, go ahead and get married and then you don't say anything and this this just blows up and then it's the cause for many divorces is to call for so many different things that we deal with. So it's good that you're able to go ahead and deal with this now. Um, so I wish you guys the best of luck in this, praying for you. And now it's time for our segment where we get a chance to come to you from our own different perspectives with the different things that we do. I, of course, have the detour moment. Now, with the detour moment today, I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite movies, okay? One of my favorite movies. Don't y'all laugh at me. Don't be putting nothing in the comments about she crazy. (laughs) But I love The Wiz, okay? I am a big fan of The Wiz. I love the dancing. Michael Jackson in it. Big Michael Jackson fan. I love the singing. But it's so much, many messages in The Wiz. And you have Dorothy who's going through these series of detours with her friends, the scarecrow who needs a brain, the lion who needs courage, and our poor little tin man who's brokenhearted 
from a breakup. <laughs> okay, so in dealing with this, they go through these series of detours. They kill Eveline the witch. They deal with the uh, poison poppies. And they get down to the end, and um, they're like, what are we going to do now? I don't have my brain. I never got the courage, and I'll never be able to get my heart. And Dorothy says something that was so, so important. She said, but you don't need them now because you've had them all along. She reminds the scarecrow that he was the one who came up with the idea of how to kill Eveline the witch. She reminds the lion that he did not give up even when they strung him up by his tail. And she tells the tin man that he has more heart than anybody she's ever known. So the moral of all of that is, no matter what detours you go through on this journey, remember, keep right on going because you have what you need inside of you to make it. And, you're, and you can and you will. That's good. Thank you. All right. Um, before I get into my forget all that moment, I want to make sure you all um, know the email to send your banana peel questions to is the the cap podcast three at gmail.com. The cap podcast three at gmail.com. Send your questions there for our uh, banana peel segment. So today's forget all that moment is just let therapy give what it's going to give. We talked about therapy earlier with mental health. So let therapy give what it's supposed to give. And what I mean by that is when, when I walked into therapy um, years ago, I didn't quite know what to expect. I didn't know I was going to have to, um, what you say, rip the Band-Aid off, uncover things. I had to go way back to elementary days and to get to why I was feeling certain ways about the breakup. But let let therapy give what it's supposed to give because if not, it's it's gonna come out in other ways. So it does hurt. I'm not gonna lie, it definitely hurts to um, peel back all those layers of hurt that may have happened years ago. But um, just remember, it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it. Um, I'm speaking from experience, not just for something I read, but um, from experience. When you get, begin to um, peel back those areas and deal with them. Um, cause is a, there's a quote, I think it says, you know, um, you can't, uh, heal what you won't reveal. So mm. allow that those things to be revealed. Um, and then eventually you look back and say, okay, I'm so glad I allowed that to come out in therapy and allow that therapist to help you deal with that. Um, cause that's what they're there for. So let therapy give what it is supposed to give. Okay. You ladies made two great points on your segment. So I'm going to wrap this up with the brain drop of the day. And the brain drop is don't sell your soul just to buy some attention. I'm going to say that again. Don't sell your soul just to buy some attention. Uh, we live in a world now where people will do any and everything just to be accepted, um, whether it's on social media or in real life. They would they would sell themselves short to get approval of someone that they want either their affection or they want their time, they want funding, uh, whatever the case may be. And when you do that, you are not being your true self, and it could be detrimental in the long run to your 
emotional health, as we talked about, or even your physical health. So what you don't want to do is uh, do anything like that just to gain some sort of affection or acceptance by individuals who probably more likely really don't care about you to begin with. They may care what they may like what you can do for them, but not necessarily care about who you are and what you have to give. So don't sell yourself, don't sell your soul just to buy some attention. That is the brain drop of the day. We want to thank you all for listening to another episode of this podcast. Definitely like, subscribe, and share. Can't say that enough. Um, And also, any banana peel questions, we welcome them. Please send them to us at thecappodcast3 at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in. This is JD with the C, Cultivate. This is E-Jizzle with the A, Accumulate. And this is Shamea with the P, Prosper. Thank you all. See you next episode. Next episode. Bye. Bye.